BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. You're listening to the longest-running and number-one-rated podcast for all things San Antonio Spurs basketball. This is the Spurs Cast with your host, Paul Garcia. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Spurs Cast. I am once again joined by Project Spurs writer Benjamin Bornstein. So if you missed the first episode with Ben and I, we discussed, you know, what's going on in the opening week of training camp. Now in this episode, we're going to go back to your questions. Uh, Spurs Cast, uh, not Spurs Cast, yes, maybe there were Spurs Cast listeners. Spurs fans sending questions to, uh, to me a few weeks ago, right before the season started. So I've been addressing them in different episodes. So in part one, we talked about lineup questions in, in detail. In part two, uh, Jonas Clark and I talked about um, trade questions. And now in part three, these are questions that are more so future-based, um, you know, at maybe after the season. So that's kind of where I put these this category of questions. So let's jump right into this, Ben. All right, so let's go to our first question here. This one came from um, at Elevated Sport. Uh, here's, here's a question, Ben. And you're our draft guy, so I definitely want to have you answer this question. At Elevated Sport asks, Scoot or Big Vic? What is your what are your thoughts there? I am on the wobbly for Wemby train, hardcore. I'm I am the conductor of that train. Uh, Victor Wembenyama all day, every day, uh, twice on Wednesdays, just because I said so. Okay, I, I'm I'm 100 with you. You know, there was just some recent um, uh, clips uh, provided by uh, who is it? Draft Express on Twitter. I mean, the, I mean, play, him playing a uh, Wembenyama playing. It is. Wow, that dude is. <laughs> I mean, is, yeah. You know, I don't want to say names because like I don't like comparing players, especially that they haven't played any games. But like just the fact the way he's able to maybe be like 10, 12 feet from the basket for one step and just dunk the ball on someone, like it's very close to what Giannis is able to do when he gets into the paint. And again, I don't want to say Giannis's name because Giannis is obviously an you know, MVP, uh, you know, really, really good player. But you just that's that's the thing is that this guy when Benyama has that kind of that kind of potential. Anything else pop out to you from those video clips? <laughs> wingspan for days he's legitimately got an eight foot wingspan i mean that's just stupid it's i mean jay billis is would his mouth would be drooling during draft night um but i mean he's it kind of confirmed what we've known he's a long guy he contests everything he's a very he competes hard um and i think the new team he's on he's going to be playing somewhat better competition he's going to be the focus Mm -hmm. of the offense which will give us a better idea of how good he really can be and if he can kind of carry a team. Yeah. A few other things that I saw just the passing the note, like the, like just like he'll have like two or three guys on him and he's like at the top of the key or at the top of the, at the three point line. And then he just, you know, dishes like a little side pass and his, and his guys right there under the basket for an easy layup. Uh, also the defense. I mean, I feel bad for that dude that he blocked where he's like going up like three or four pump fakes. He can't get it. And then when Bayard just still like swats it. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I agree with you there. 
you know, can you just, you know, just uh, scoot, can you just tell the listeners, you know, about him as a player? And, you know, what if the Spurs unfortunately don't get Big Vic and, and they end up getting a, a player like Scoot? Listen, Scoot Henderson, great consolation prize. Uh, that's that's the best consolation prize you are ever going to have. Um, great guard, super fast, can pass the ball very well, does get a bit flashy at times, but he he was basically dominating grown men in the G League last year. I mean, he was he was unfazed by anybody who guarded him. He truly believed he can blow by anybody, and he showed it. Um, he's got to work on his shooting a bit. He's not really consistent from three. Probably has to work on the mid range a little bit, but he gets to the rim basically at will. Okay, so so there's a big vacant scoot and like like yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm a, you know I, I haven't watched a lot of tape on him, but um you know definitely take taking with what you you know the, the kind of um, scouting report that you provide. Uh, and then yeah, but like like I said, my answer to that one is also it's obviously a big Vic if if, if you're a Spurs fan uh, rooting for for that come draft time. All right, the next question comes from at AJ Fialo. Uh, they ask, how can the Spurs get the first pick? So the way to get the first pick is you want to try to have your best um, lottery odds. So in order to do that, you need to finish top three, the worst record. So 30th, 29th, or 28th this season. If you do that, according to tankathon.com, you will get a 14% chance uh, in the in the uh, NBA lottery. You finish 27th, you get a 12.5% chance. 26th, 10.5% chance. Uh, 25th, 9%. And then 24th, 7.5% chance. The magic, I see. So... Yeah. So then now, so what I did was, you know, knowing what, what you got to do as far as, as, as your team to do that. Then I went to the over under by Bavada as of, as of um, Wednesday evening. And um, the Spurs are kind of, if the season goes as the over unders are supposed to go, the Spurs would end up with a, with a chance at getting the best odds of, of trying to get that, that uh, number one pick. So uh, right now they would finish, you know, either 29th or 28th tied with the Rockets with 23 and a half wins uh, is their over under the thunder, you know, are definitely are, are, are ahead of them. Actually, it's expected to finish last. Uh, with um, that injury to Shea Gibbs Alexander, and then also um, uh, Chet Holmgren out for the year, the 22 and a half wins. But the thing is, Ben, like the Pacers aren't far, the Jazz aren't far, you know, the Magic um, aren't too quick. I mean, these are just a couple of games that if the Spurs win and those teams end up losing those extra games, you know, the Spurs could find themselves with that 9% chance or 7.5 or 10 to 10.5% chance. And plus the fact that the Pacers probably have trade moves to make where they might, you know, move uh, Miles Turner uh, and, and um, uh, uh, Buddy Heald. The Jazz, you know, still have some veterans that they might that they might um try to get. Yeah. Uh, if, if the Pacers move off either or both of those guys, they are they are plummeting, unless they are making some crazy blockbuster trade where they net a couple of all stars or something. In which case, those dudes won't let the Pacers lose. But um, I also happen to be in the camp that the Magic are going to be better than that win total this year. Um, I just think they're too talented not to be, even if all that talent is super young. They just have to make sure they're not playing 15 different guards throughout the season because of injuries. Um, but yeah, the Spurs, that that seems about right, 23 and a half. I mean, who are they? There's no team where they're just going to have their number. They're going to have to they're going to have to work for every win. Like I can see some of these other teams where they just kind of cruise into a win. They catch guys off guard, but I feel like with the Spurs, they're just it's it's a long road. It's a long season. It's um, this. This is your grandfather's Spurs, where they walk uphill both ways to school without shoes. Um, there is nothing comfortable about what's about to happen this season. Yeah, no, no. It's uh, you know this is gonna be an interesting season, and for me, it's more like you know what if the Spurs are in a close game, they end up winning it, and then it's like you know, and then you look like you know, come February, March, it's just, you know, standing start to shape up, like you know, ooh, like you know, did they did they maybe get to play themselves into that ten and a half percent chance spot? Like that's what. That's the kind of thing too that you gotta you gotta wonder about, and then I also wonder if 
Indiana and the Jazz start making trades to the Spurs say, you know, hey, uh, you know, Yaka Pertle or, or Doug McDermott or you know, Josh Richardson, because then the Spurs, you know, they, they can also make trades to try to get worse as well with their veteran players that they have as well. So, again, this is a, how you get the number one pick, uh, your, your best chance. It's not guaranteed. Even if you finish top three worst, there's no chance. There's no guarantee, though, that you'll, you'll still get that number one if, pick. If you want the real answer to how you can get the first pick, you go back to 1985. You do it with envelopes. You, you put an ice cube in one of them so the commissioner knows, all right, that's the one to pick. All right, we're going to go full-on Patrick Ewing conspiracy theory. That's how you get the first pick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. So anyway, I mean, well, well with the rules we can, we can use today, that's how you get the first pick. But yeah. That one will not fly. Yeah, because even if, like I said, the, the, the crazy thing about this today's scenario is that even if you finish, you know, dead last, it doesn't matter. You know, you may not, not guarantee. Not guarantee, yep. And, and like we talked about how, how, how big Vic is going to uh, likely be that one that you have to get the number one pick to, get, to end up getting him most likely. All right. Our next question comes from at sick with it 98. They ask, are there any free agents the Spurs will target in the future to be competitive again? So this one's a little tough. So what I, I did was I just kind of looked for all stars that are going to be free agents next year. And I really only found three and I can't see these three players joining the Spurs. Yeah, this is, this is Chris Middleton. Again, he's not going to take you, you know, to, 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 you know, and he has a player option. Yeah, he has a player option. Exactly. He's not even, he's not even technically a free agent. Um, It'd be real hard to turn down 35 and a half mil. Exactly. James Harden's also has a player option. He was an all-star last year, but again, you know, you can't see Harden coming to it to a young Spurs. It's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So I just see it. It's a no. And then, and then technically, cause he's an all-star cause he got voted in by the fans. Andrew Wiggins is a free agent unrestricted, but again, he's not, you know, he's not going to uh, put the Spurs on, you know, I mean, playoff picture. So it's going to be hard for him to resign with the Warriors just because of all of the money they've handed out this summer. So I wouldn't say never with him, but I mean, there's not a lot of great choices, yeah. but miles Turner is in there, but you're assuming he doesn't give a guarantee to the team. If he gets traded, you're, you're not, you don't know if he's going to say, Hey man, you, you signed me or you trade for me and I'll, I'll sign an extension with you. You don't know if that happens. I mean, Kyrie Irving is an unrestricted free agent, but as long as coach Popovich is the coach, I don't believe he is ever going to be able to be allowed in San Antonio. Um, Jeremy Grant is an interesting option out of Portland. Mm -hmm. you, 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 there's a lot of like older guys who are becoming free agents and not a lot of guys at the right position there's a there's a lot of like younger guards like a gary trent jr uh malik beasley but yeah. um you know malik beasley they have a team option on him gary trent has a player option so it's there's not a lot of options there's not a lot of choices for free agents this summer i mean you could you could potentially wait another summer yeah and if you're bad enough again, you just draft LeBron James's son and he'll sign with you. <laughs> from, from what I was thinking, it was like the reason I was looking at all stars is because, like, if we just look at you know, with, with them with an all star, that was DeJounte Murray, they at least made the plan team. So that's what I mean, just to get to at least that realm. And again, those, those, those free agents aren't, are, you know, those all stars that are coming up next year in, in free agency. I don't, I don't think they're, they would join the Spurs. And then also, I don't think they would take them to that level. And then I, I think 2024 is interesting. Because let's just say, you know, you end up getting the number one pick. You end up getting Victor Wimbayama. You add him to the team. You hope that Keldon, uh, maybe Josh Primo, Devin Vassell, one, one or two of those players make a big jump this season. 
So then all of a sudden that becomes an interesting group for 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 also for a free agent in 2024 to join. Um, you know, there's there's players like like Pascal Siakam's an unrestricted free agent in 24. Jalen Brown of the Celtics is an unrestricted free agent. So I, then I think that you have a really good foundation that you're starting to build, and then you can get you know a, a player who's older, but to, to come join to, to 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 come join this young group. I think that's the route the Spurs go again. I don't see next summer being that time that the Spurs are going to be able to just sign somebody and, and go to another go back up. They're going to sign Victor Wimbenyama immediately after the draft. As soon as they can put pen to paper, that is happening. Yes, for sure, for sure. And, and I th- we're going to get to a question about this, but I think that's the best way for the Spurs to get competitive again. Just You have to go to the draft, unfortunately. You know, it's just you suck hard. it up for a couple of years, folks. It's yep. the way it works. So we have a question like that coming up soon here. Oh, there it is right there. Okay. What's so, an interesting research one for me. Um, the question is by at Junior Mint 21. They asked, what year – can we reasonably expect to be competing for a top four seed in the West, West finals slash finals berth? Uh, this, this is the Spurs. So again, I, I just looked up some teams who were, you know, just a few years ago, they were, they were like, uh, you know, in winning 20 plus games, maybe wasn't a lot. And then how, how they got into like the finals or got into like a, a number one or two seed of the West. And so we look at like, I'd say it's the, the the answer from what I've seen from a few of these teams is probably like five or six years from, from what I've seen. And you have to get lucky in the draft as part of it. So we look at Phoenix Six years ago, um, af- after after um, uh, drafting Devin Booker is when they when they went to another level. Now we got to remember Booker was the 13th pick, and then you know so again th- usually a 13th pick you don't project that player to, to become like a really good player like like Booker's become. Then it took three years uh, for, since they got an Aiden to get to the finals. So so again um, you know again they got the number one pick. They were they, they had to get they had to have the best lottery odds that year. Uh, Philly when they when they went for the the whole tanking what was it trust the process it took them five years through that process and that's just to get to, to become a fifty win seat a fifty win team Philly still hasn't got to the finals you know they haven't even got to the conference finals so it's not even guaranteed that 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 worked that the trust the process um and that took about five years there's so uh, so there's a number of factors exactly problem it's is the is the West going to be in a decline are there going to be blockbuster trades are the Spurs going to get the number one pick this year? Are they going to get a top 10 pick next year? Um, you, there's, are the guys who we expect to develop, are they going to develop the way we, we think they will? It, it's a great question. It's just not one that's easily answerable. No, it's um, not. However, we're going to answer it because the man asked the question, so, or, or woman, who I don't know who Junior Mint 21 is, whoever you are, person. Mm-hmm. I assume you're not a robot going to answer your question. I would say, give it five years. Okay. It cannot be worse than the Philadelphia 76ers, mostly because the Spurs front office is smarter than that. They're just, they're not going to outright tank that many years and then blow picks. They, they can't afford to do that. And they have the safety of having a bunch of picks coming their way in the coming drafts. So I think that goes a long way as well. Yeah, even a team like Memphis, uh, it took them five years um, to to get to end up, end up being the, the number two seed. And again, you, it, it, there's a lot of factors. Like Ben said, you have to have your young players, uh, you know, develop and, and pop and become you know really good players. So like you have to have somebody like Devin Vassell or Calvin Johnson, Josh Primo. Then you have to get those you know the, those 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 top lottery picks, and then those those players have to pan out and become really good. So again, there's no guarantee. So I would say, yeah, like Ben said, five, six years is like the, the, the normal answer, which whew, that's like 2028, 20, man. That's a long time. I'm already <laughs> feeling old. That's that's going to be a long time. So, yeah, so seems, losing Spurs season is going to take a while. It's not going to be like what it used to be. All right, our last two questions here uh, before we wrap up come from at uh, Herimer. They ask, um, salary implications with the new numbers released. So we know that the NBA um, put some new projections for next year's um, salary cap. And so I'll just answer this one real quick. 
Uh, the Spurs, let's just say they get another number, the number one picks. So they have Victor Wembanyama's cap hold. Uh, they're, they're projected if they like let all their free agents walk and let go of any players on non-guaranteed deals. They are projected to open up to $64.7 million in cap space, which is a lot of cap space next offseason. But like Ben and I said, you know, there's not really a lot of players that, you know, that, that are – you can sign some players, but again, there's not going to play that player that's going to take you to another level in this free agent group that would join the Spurs. And then our last question comes from at Two Way Hoops. Uh, they ask, Blake or Malachi potential-wise? Personally, I'd pick Blake. Uh, uh, ben, what is your what is your answer there, considering that you scouted these two players in college? You're making people pick between their children. Why would you do this? Um, if I have to pick, I, I, I like Blake Wesley too. I think he I think he looked more polished a bit, and that probably came from the fact that he had to be the guy at Notre Dame, whereas Malachi Branham was basically playing sidekick to EJ Liddell. So that, that would be my pick as well. Um, potential wise, I, I, Blake is Blake Wesley already showing a bit more. Um, I would say. I, I agree with Ben there. I think, I think Blake has the potential to go to, go to um, you know, to go to another level. He has, a, he, uh, whereas, whereas, uh, you know, Branham could be a really good player. I think he can, he can even be like a, you know, a type, you know, I, I know I hate making this comp because it's like so perfect for him. Like the way he plays is that Chris Middleton comp, you know, I think that's where kind of player that he can be. Uh, and again, um, you know, you know, he, he so, so again, I, I agree with Ben there. I think, I think Wesley though, you know, we don't know what to expect from him where he can, he can do, do something different, but then again, maybe, maybe it, it doesn't pan out for him. So I think that, I think that it's more, I don't know how to say this. Like it's more of a guarantee that I think Brandon will be, end up being the the, the the actual like stable, like like really really solid foundation of NBA career. Whereas Wesley could definitely go to another level, but then he could also maybe it may not work out. So again, I yeah, you're talk, you're basically saying you know Malachi Branham's floor is higher, exactly. but Blake Wesley's ceiling is higher. That's my that's the better way to put it. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> yes, yeah. perfectly put there. So yeah, I think I think that's where where, where how, how I see their, their long term potential for those two players. All right, so one for sending in those questions. Um, you know, whenever I ask that date for the, for those questions, but there's been a lot. There was like 30 of them. We addressed them all in, in three different episodes. Uh, and thank you to, to to Ben, to Jonas, and also um uh to, to our, one of our other writers uh for joining me. Um, Matthew Lerma. There we go. That's the thing. We have so many new new staff members. So I'm trying to remember everybody. Uh, but yeah, thank you all for for asking those questions. We we've addressed them again. Go back and watch the um previous Spurs Cast episodes if you like to hear all the answers. Uh, and also thank you to Ben for this uh, for joining me on this episode. And thanks to Joe Garcia for mixing and producing this episode from all of us at Project Spurs. Stay safe and have a great day. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then... Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. From issuance, please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.